When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello there, good afternoon. Welcome to Laurie and Julia's show, My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. I'm not going to call this Wednesday, I'm going to call this Rain's Day. Ah, rain, what do you think? Rain's Day. Rain's rain, Day. Rain, rain, and darn chilly, if I do say so myself. Yeah, I know. We're getting the Seattle weather that they had all last week. They had this, and our hot weather has moved to the East Coast. Oh, and I know. I'm so jealous. how warm it is? They're having epic hot days. I, we should have thought of building an ark this but, year. But, but my mom did say, she goes, you're going to have rain. It's been raining here for like a week straight. And I'm like, Better Thanks, than the mom. snow. I know, but it does, we do yeah. kind of get yep. that, you know, I said, all right, well, whatever. There's whatever. a lot of October left. There is a lot. We're we're a hopeful crew here in the Midwest. Yes. We hope for more warm days, and we'll take them in the sixties. Yes, because it's been fifty-one in my car for two days in a row. I've used my heated seat. I use my heated steering wheel. There you go. No, it really you run up me because I don't yeah, have really. a heated steering wheel. Oh yeah, I don't I have that have either. It. Yeah, I know. What do you say, Donnie? Yeah. Oh. I have heated seats, but not a steering wheel. Oh, no, wheel. I needed it. I have that finger thing. I even look for little heaters in our studio just for my fingertips. You know, fingers going a light is not Circulation problem? Maybe. Oh. I know. thought you had the diagnosis. I do have it. Well, then tell us. Well, what it's it Reinhardt's disease, and it's just my fingers go white when the temperature goes in a different direction substantially, and it just... Is it because you've got... Um, poor circulation in my fingertips. No, but is it at, at all because of, like, you've got a little frostbite at one time in no, your yard? Nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with, do with frostbite okay. at all. It's okay. kind of a hereditary... My mom has it. It's like a hereditary... Okay, so thanks, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing. The skin disease. Thank you. Yeah, I'm with you on that. The nose. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> the good personality. Thank, thank you. you. Thank uh-huh. you. There you go. She was good. Yeah. It's good for something. Yeah, so, yes. But it... I mean, it was sort of the, you know, it was crowded at the gym this morning at the 6 a.m., the kickboxing class, and everyone was like, burr, is it cold out? Everyone, but it's good to warm up the body. I went to class today, too, and it's like nice. Do you know it's the Twin Cities Marathon this Sunday? Yes, Mm -hmm. we've got people running the 10-mile thing. All right. We've got people running. I've got my cowbells. It feels like it's so quick. It's always the first Sunday in October. We had that revelation last Last year, year too, when we thought it was the end of October. And someone was like, no, it's always the first Sunday in October. And we're like, oh, you'd think we'd know that. You would think. I mean, I go out and... Do you still go out there, Lori? Well, because it's right by my house. It's not, you know, the runners... It doesn't matter. I'm it's, looking for the cute guys in their running shorts. Has, has and any, so nothing the has Marine changed. The Marine carrying the flag and any other 
people in costumes or look like they need an encouraging word. I shake my Target cowbell at them. Because Target is always there and they give away bells. I know. I have one at my cabin for the bears. Yes. Because of you. Yes, Julia. And for good reason. The bears running a marathon? No, but the bears no. are up at oh, Julia's cabin. We have one bear this year. I think there was too much rain. How about the stoner lady who huh? jumped in the lion enclosure at what the Bronx Zoo? Idiot. Okay, but tell, I, I almost, saw the video of her this morning. I did morning. too. She literally jumped the fence, and there is a major male lion looking at her, and she's like flipping her hair back, trying to taunt him. And I'm like, what is wrong with her? I guess he, there was another lion there too. They Why just would- stared at her. Luckily, it was the middle of the day. They'd just woken up from a nap. They, they'd, eaten. they'd eaten it in the morning. And they weren't at all interested. She wasn't giving off any good flavor as far as, you know, like, like prey. Right. But that was the dumbest thing. She's celebrating her birthday. Well, that's a celebration. Might have been her last. <laughs> she can celebrate now that she didn't get mauled. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is something. Jeez. I saw that and I'm like, okay. That was people the, do stupid things. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was the uh, the criminal dumb dumb criminal uh, <laughs> of the story of the day. Of the yeah, day. For sure. yeah. <laughs> okay. So what else is new? Well, I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop by the bowling alley tonight and see how the team is doing without you know me. Yeah. And two other people who have been longtime teammates on well, the my what do you talk think? team. Have you heard anything? Oh yeah, that would require me to look at my email and see if any communication <laughs> has been sent my way. Do you really I like to get it have the life of a princess? Oh, Julia. You hey. know Donnie or I'll look at the email and deal with it for That's you. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It's really you do have this life. Uh, Julia, you no, let the peasants I, do your work. I respond to people every once in a while. You know. <laughs> Laura usually says is there anything I need to know? Well, I know. <laughs> that's a good way. It, that's like a good but way to operate. You can got, get away with it. That's because you've got the peasants working for you. Yes. No, it's because I have very nice uh, co-workers. Co-stars. <laughs> now we're stars, oh, Johnny. See, now you're just kissing them. Yeah, yeah, totally. She's yeah, kissing back. Yeah. No, but I, I do appreciate my co-workers looking out for me and letting me know. But I mean, where do we have to go? What do we have to do really around here? I mean, you know, as far as like a show every day. Well, that I know. (laughs) Besides the obvious. I know. We just aren't that darn important. I mean, we're not really invited to very many meetings. Thank goodness. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just we've got appearances and work things. Like I know we got a report to Project Down and Dirty. I've been on the... I've been on the shakedown trying to find out where we're staying. Every day. Because that means everything. It it kind of is because it's a boot camp away from home. Uh So I want to make sure. I I just would like to know. Have you been packing and getting together your art supplies? Not yet, Julia. We still have got Lizzo. I know. I've got my mom's birthday celebration trying to figure out what special things we're going to do for the Mutti who lost a year somewhere between last year and this year. What are you going to do? Anything? Well, uh, I know we'll go see Judy. I know we'll go to lunch. uh, Like I always say, Mom, it's your birthday. Cooking is too good for you. We're going out. I love it. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Is it supposed to to be. Good weather, but you're leaving in two weeks. I mean, you've no got... next week. Yeah, next week is Lizzo, Missy. Next I know Wednesday, Wednesday night. night is Lizzo, and apparently Iggy Azalea is pissed at her for 
tweeting out, come on, y'all, we can I do this. We can beat Ig- Iggy Azalea's well, number one. She meant that the, for longest female rapper at the number one was Iggy Fancy. That was the song of that summer. Yep. You know, and 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 Iggy got mad at it. Well, I because mean, because she's trying to take over her title. Well, I mean, jump Iggy. on Lizzo's bandwagon, Iggy, and try and do a collab. Yeah, exactly. That's what I say. That's Why what, beef? beef I would with have. Her? She should have sent because her back a tweet. Gonna, you know what? We should do something together. Yeah, because eight weeks. I mean, that that seems like that's not a record that's going to stand forever. Only an eight week thing right. by a rap. Rapper and he, yeah. you know, it just yeah. seems like an inevitably like Nas, not like that. Did record. you watch um, mm-hmm. This Is Us last night? Yes, I did. I didn't. It was so good. Was it so good? It okay, so good. good. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh. And there's one really, this I know everybody who is a parent had a catch in their throat. I'm not giving away anything. Okay, don't. Um, but it's, you know, because of how that story is told, we see flashbacks when the kids. When you see the little, little kids that are like four, right. five, six, those actors, then the mid-years, and then the teenage. Yep. And so there's a scene where uh, the Pearson family is having a fun family-filled day at a pool, and they do kind of a little camera blink, and you see Jack and Rebecca when the kids are just like little yeah, and then at the same pool, and then again when in the elementary school, and then again oh. in the and it was so it was so sweet. like that it was just so sweet, right? It was so sweet their picture day at the pool, and I don't know. I think it, you know, it was that that, that show, show is. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday, uh, Wednesday. Uh, yesterday, we learned that the Duke and Duchess of Sussex are personally suing uh, the Mail on Sunday, which is the Sunday edition of the Daily Mail. All the morning shows had a report on it. I thought the Today Show had kind of the best wrap-up. So let's start with a kind of a summary, Donnie, of what's going on. The Royal Tour of Africa has been a feast of smiles, but now the Duke and Duchess of Sussex have come out fighting facing down media critics and taking legal action against the Mail on Sunday, a British tabloid. In a lawsuit, the royal couple says the tabloid unlawfully edited and published a private letter, believed to be from Meghan to her estranged father, Thomas Markle. Prince Harry spelling out the couple's hurt and anger at the tabloid media in a statement as hard-hitting as it was emotional. I cannot begin to describe how painful it has been, Prince Harry writes, accusing the tabloid media of waging a ruthless campaign that has escalated over the past year, throughout her pregnancy, and while raising our newborn son. In one story, Meghan accused of supporting a group of women at a mosque linked to terror suspects after she shared recipes and her joy of cooking with survivors of a high-rise inferno. In other stories, she's depicted as hailing from the mean streets of L.A., said to be difficult and demanding. Prince Harry adding, I have been a silent witness to her private suffering, vilified almost daily for the past nine months. They've been able to create lie after lie at her expense. Whoa. And I mean, I read the, because we didn't have the whole statement from Prince Harry, because it starts off the very first sentence as a couple 
We believe in media freedom and objective, truthful reporting. We regard it as a cornerstone of democracy. And in the current state of the world, on every level, we have never needed responsible media more. That's the first sentence. I love that. Okay, so let's play the next cut from the Today Show. We've never seen Harry speak with such ferocity about uh, certain sections of the British press. He's clearly decided to pick a fight. The royal family, no strangers to asking courts to protect their privacy. It was the media's treatment of Princess Diana, Harry's mom, that shaped his fierce determination to protect his family. My deepest fear is history repeating itself, Harry says in his statement. I lost my mother, and now I watch my wife falling victim to the same powerful forces. It's a risk Harry is not prepared to take without a fight. The Duke and Duchess's legal team say that the uh, tabloid strategically omitted certain paragraphs and words from that private letter. The Mail on Sunday responding in a statement said that the letter was not edited in any way to change its meaning and they'll defend the case vigorously. The Duke and Duchess say any potential damages will be donated to an anti-bullying charity. The okay. classic one there for me was, uh-huh. though, that they admitted um, that they did edit it, basically, but they never changed the overall meaning. Right. Yeah, here's the thing. Here is the really boss move on the part of Harry and Meghan's okay. part, is that the letter was from 2018, soon after Harry and Meghan got married. And in this letter, Meghan detailed what her father could do to earn back her trust and be in her life right so but what she did is she arranged for her friends to speak to people magazine and say she sent a letter to her father this is kind of the bait okay and see if her father would then sell it Oh. And her dad took oh. the bait yeah. because oh. he can't stop selling out right, his daughter. Right, right. So Megan okay. played everybody from her dad to the Daily Mail, blah, blah, to blah. magazine. Because he sold the original letter right. or a copy of the original letter sure. to the Daily Mail. And British copyright law, it might say this in this next thing, but uh, you are... The person who authored the letter right. has the copyright. Okay, so her dad sold her letter, okay. but right. she had le- she, there was a wow. story to people. So she really that found out. Megan wrote dad a was. heartfelt da- letter to her dad. The Daily Mail reads people. They contact Thomas Markle. Mm-hmm. Do you have a letter? We'll mm-hmm. pay you a hundred thousand. Megan lays the trap because she can't figure out. Is it her stepsister, Samantha, who's egging on her dad? Or is her dad being taken advantage because the Daily Mail set up those... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm. What 
flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Pictures ahead of time before the wedding that Him started this ready. whole thing anyway. Unbelievable. Okay, so let's play. Uh, Megan's own sting operation. No, kind of. Yeah. Megan and Harry. Yeah. I mean, it's one way of outwitting. Like, she's can't figure out who to trust and also who to trust in the palace. Sure. Yeah. Got it. Because okay. there are other yeah. stories that are getting told about, oh, she's Megan and right. oh, she's wearing denim and dark polish and not wearing hose and she opened a car door and, you know, all these petty Stupid little petty stories. stories. Okay. okay. Uh, this is oh, this is Victoria Arbiter, who's she's been covering royal stuff for CBS, CNN, and her dad was actually um, wasn't he like a press secretary to the Queen? Yes, at yes. yes. So okay. she's had close proximity. So okay. the, these next three cuts are all sh- things from Victoria. Okay. This is an unprecedented, mm-hmm. but it's very unusual for the royals to strike back to sue um, a, a British tabloid. Is it a risky move? I think it, it, it has the potential to be a risky move, certainly. You're absolutely right. The royals generally avoid any kind of legal action simply because, in their view, it tends to perpetuate the story further. They have been successful. In 2017, William and Kate were awarded €100,000 after French magazine Closer published topless photographs of Kate. But it can go against them as well. In 2015, Prince Charles lost an injunction against the Guardian newspaper. They went ahead and published his private letters. But what we have here with Harry is there is the legal action, but he is taking on a beast with the British media. Which is true. Yeah. 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 Which is true. Yeah. And, and that letter that she sent her father in August of I 2008, she called out her dad for rivaling Harry's family in the messiness department. You're breaking my heart. heart. She wondered if he was being manipulated by Samantha Markle, his other daughter. And... um Anyway, so let's play the next thing from Victoria. What do you think this is going to mean for the British press now? You said they're aggressive. What do you think the result will be? Well, the tabloid media is not shy when it comes to defending yeah. themselves. And the Daily, the, the Mail on Sunday has already said that they deny these claims, these allegations that Harry has made in this statement, and that they plan to defend themselves vigorously. The media tends to stick together. There's a couple of reporters that are in South Africa that have tweeted this morning saying there's an atmosphere. Uh, Harry and Meghan appeared for their first time in public since this statement was released yesterday and already there's a little tension for me the timing is just so odd because here we are in southern africa this tour has been a massive success they have championed women's rights conservation the empowerment of the youth it's been positive story after positive story and yet now this is what we're talking about but here's why i think it's a brilliant strategy because it shows the dichotomy of the press. You know, yeah. she's down there, it's positive. They're away, it's positive. But when they're home, it's all negative. Yes. And so they're going to, sh- they've, they're, they're showing, showing that. that. And, right. and he, they don't want to go back to England and continue the abuse. It's abuse. Yeah, I, sure. yeah. It really is. Well, that's the next question that's asked of Victoria is this vitriol. What, a royal should just expect. Okay, there's a lot of vitriol directed at her. Is it over and above what a royal should expect from being in the public eye? I mean, it is it is it so vicious? 
a lot of it has been very vicious. Look, she's not the first member of the royal family to be on the receiving end of negative press. But I do think this has been at an extraordinary level. One example, just to really illustrate for you, when Meghan appeared at the British Fashion Awards, she wore a one-shoulder dress. She was described by some quarters as vulgar. The Duchess of Cambridge wore a one-shoulder dress. A few months later, she was described as a Greek goddess, as oh. ethereal. So that's where we're seeing this type of double standard. Now, the question we have to address as well is the supply and demand. You well know that with online media, that's driven by ad revenue. So people are clicking on these stories. The longer people click on these stories, the more these stories are going to be written. But no one's being held accountable, and I think that's what Harry wants to change. And, you know, they could have apologized. They could have pulled the story. And Harry even says in today's digital age, press fabrications are repurposes truth across the globe. One day's coverage is no longer tomorrow's chip paper. He says that in his thing, you know, because it just, they keep feeding. All right, we'll be back. We've got... Baby, you got me changing 24-7. I want you here. I hope you feel the same thing. Okay, so we've just been talking about um, Harry and Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussexes, and they're suing the Sunday edition of the Daily Mail um, for the ongoing harassment. Well, they're specifically... For one letter. For one letter. For one letter, how they manipulated the content and the meaning of it. And mm-hmm. she set her dad up kind of in a sting operation, and he bit. Well, I mean, she had itself, her friends let People Magazine know that she sent her dad a letter, and she was hoping he wouldn't bite exactly. and sell it, but he did. He did. So one And of the, this has been in the works for months. Yes. Because they've been going back and forth trying to Negotiate. get them to take down that story. And to apologize. And yeah. Yeah, whatever. Right, ever. But what it reminds me of, well, first of all, there's two things. One thing that um, Prince Harry said when being interviewed is he said, you know, my mother fell to the press. This this is in the statement. He didn't get interviewed. It was a statement. Okay, in the statement, my mother was just hounded by the press. And when my mother was in the tragic car accident, she was still alive. Oh, that was, all- from, that was from the uh, BBC Diana, The Last Seven Days. Got it. That was what that audio was from. Okay, thank you. And, mm-hmm. and she was still alive, and we knew this after the car accident. She was still alive, but the media just sat and took pictures, and no one tried to help her. Yeah, how about that? Which is such a painful fact to know. Yeah. But but what this, in a such smaller scale, I mean, so much smaller, and I can talk about it now that this person no longer works at this organization, but the ongoing harassment that I got from CJ. Oh. Which is so different mm-hmm. and so much smaller, but how, because she didn't like me, yeah. and, um, but wanted to be on this show and wanted to be part of it and liked you so, so much. She would always, every time she ever printed anything, it was always Lori Bargini from, from FM 107 at the time. Yeah. And then it was always Lori Bargini. I mean, it was never Earth, Lori and Julia yeah, show. Right, it was right, the right. Lori show. I mean, do you remember that? Yeah. And it kept going on and on. I started to get mad at you and I'm like, Lori, what is going on here? You know, blah, blah. And then she called me a cartoon, fat cartoon character. Mm-hmm. And I know that's so silly, but yeah. I remember how that's like nothing. Yeah, right. And right. how that got my britches, you well, know. Yeah. And, and 
So you can only imagine, and they replayed. I mean, it's nothing. They replayed on the Today Show when Meghan and Harry gave their interview with whoever it was after they got engaged, and and they replayed her saying, "I." I don't know if I'm prepared for everything that I'm going to get, but I'm not going to. I'm going to try hard not to read anything good or bad. That was when they got engaged. Yes, yes. That that they played that interview. So because that letter that she wrote to her dad, they excerpt. They they made it look like she was like cutting off her dad or mm-hmm. something. You know that they were taking parts of it by strategically eliminating these paragraphs. So anyway. Uh, The part where they said, though this action may not be the safe one, it is the right one. That one is not a comment to the press so much as it's a comment to Harry's family. Because I bet his grandmother and his father have just told him they just need to keep calm and keep quiet about the smears. And... um, but when he goes on to say, my deepest fear is history repeating itself, I watch my wife falling victim to the same powerful forces, being, i.e., so upset about all these mm-hmm. lies. It's, it's unlike Diana's situation in that Megan is a woman of color and so much of the smear campaign is flat out racist. Right. So. Anyway, props to those guys for the master show. I think it's amazing to use. You know, People Magazine to yep. manipulate Thomas into selling your letter and then using that letter as the publication's centerpiece of a lawsuit. Yep. Anyway, but the Daily Mail has lost. They've gone a few rounds. And Melania Trump sued the Daily Mail okay. in 2017 after they alleged she used to be a hooker. Oh, good Lord. Okay, but they had to redo that. Angelina Jolie threatened to sue them after they published screenshots from a video in which they said she was strung out on heroin. Remember that one? George Clooney uh, slapped at them back in 2014 after they published a story uh, accusing Amal's mom of hating that her daughter was marrying him. But this is the first time they've gone to court with a prince and a duchess. Okay. So this could get messy or they could se- settle it real right. fast. Didn't didn't Tom Cruise and um at one point sue them as well? So did Richard Gere. That's so, yeah. more back in the 90s. Yeah. I was just using yeah. examples from the 2000s. Yeah. But yes, yes, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman did. Richard Gere and yeah. Cindy Crawford did. Mm-hmm. Um Leah Remini yesterday released a statement on Twitter and Instagram. Remember last week she shared the incredible story about the death of her estranged biological father? Yes, that she wasn't even aware happened because... She didn't know he died. None of the daughters until a week after the funeral. So one of the things she cleared up, she posted on Mike Rinder's blog, okay? And what she shares with us is that... Her father was never a Scientologist, ever. He hated Scientology, called it a cult. But he was memorized by the spotlight of fame more. He had a deranged wife who was a Scientologist. And she found out that her dad, as part of Scientology's fair game thing, was making all these videos, uh, doing slanderous, libidin videos about her, that they started doing when her A&E show started airing. Her father was involved in that? Yes, and she oh. said, recently Scientology tried to sell a story to the Daily Mail oh. accusing me of sexual and emotion, emotional abuse made by some alleged unnamed sources. 
had I, Leah Remini, responded, the headline would not have been Scientology attempts to destroy Leah Remini's reputation with vague allegations, but they then would print what Scientology was selling with a she denies it tag at the end of the story. So you because that is a hub Ron Hubbard feed lurid crimes to the press. Get the headline and, and try then, and get them to respond to it yeah. so they can say they denied it. Interesting. And so she said anyone, you know, who does this and she finds out after her father dies that he was doing all these videos and that they were trying to sell these. How horrible. I know it. Okay, that is. And then she published all of the L. Ron Hubbard Scientology strategies. Yes. That for 50 years to originate a black PR campaign to destroy the person's reputation and discredit them so severely they'll be ostracized. That's basically their fair game. Anyone who leaves Scientology, not quietly. This right. is what they, they want to destroy you. So we always wonder why Nicole Kidman... Doesn't say a word. Didn't say really anything. Right. It was because of that, because of the right. kids. And the only way to defend anything is to attack. That is Scientology's yep. tenant. So it's pretty... Unbelievable! That didn't really even get any no press, any play uh-uh. or anything yesterday. But uh, that's the fair game in Scientology. They want to smear the whistleblowers and anyone who speaks out against what they're doing. Exactly. So anyway, she she believes it was his wife who talked him into sure. making these videos, and Scientology was paying her dad for the videos. Oh, Lori. So, and she just said, this is what they do in Scientology. They look for people who are strange from other people mm-hmm. or are having problems. And then she just went and she just printed all this. She said, Scientology thought they hit the jackpot was see what Leah Remini's father had to say. And I never bond- bothered to respond to any of it. Because one of the things that's made her strong is she and Mike Rinder know all the dirty tricks. Yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Mike Rinder did the dirty tricks. Yeah, he- And she was... At the receiving end of the dirty tricks. And she just goes on to say that neither the press or the government has done its job exposing, ending Scientology fair game tactics that have crippled people's lives. This has stopped people from coming forward Mm -hmm. because of their Scientology fair game. And she said it's hemorrhaging badly. The business is going down in the wake of going clear, the aftermath and other things. Yep. After the people are getting yeah stronger, yeah. But she said the fact remains: so many families are fractured by this so-called church. Right. So she really is the worst thing to happen to Scientology. So um, it's a big, long. uh, I'm looking at all your pages there. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm glad you read it. (laughs) Well, I I like that she lifted and you know put in the description. Oh, what kind of a church? It's again wants to destroy somebody because you decide you're going in another direction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So anyway, but yeah. Nutty that's, nutty. That's happening. nutty nutty. Well, we just read one of the, uh, yet another good book. Oh my god! The they gifted, just keep on coming. I know don't the they gifted do. school. <laughs> this one was so good, and um, we're going to have the author on when we come back. Bruce Holsinger, the uh-huh. gifted school. It's really was. It's, it's so one good. of the best books of the year for sure. All right, we're going to talk to Bruce when we come back.
club sponsor and every day winding trail books there we're presenting the gifted school and winding trail books is located in milton square in st anthony park and you can go to winding trails books.com and buy the gifted school in yes. person also hello bruce hi bruce hi Oh, oh, thank you so much for having me on. Oh, we're just your Minnesota devoted wenches. We know you. Uh... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. <laughs> we read your, that you do, you know, you did a couple books on Medieval, but this book is so wonderful it's definitely going to be one of our favorite books of 2019 the gifted school so great oh thank you so much yes it, it really is can you you know give everybody the setup of the of the book sure yeah so the gifted school is about what happens to this very tight-knit community of friends and families um, when a school for exceptionally gifted children opens in their town they live in a very affluent largely homogeneous town. Um, they've all raised their children together. And this, this gifted magnet school lands like, like a little bomb in the middle of their, their community. And this, so the book is about, um, you know, everybody wants to get their, their kid in. And um, so it's a book about over-parenting, helicopter parenting, snowplow parenting. Um, but it's also about uh, friendships and families and, um, and what, you know, the lengths that parents will go to get what they perceive as the best for their children. And when your book came out, the Wall Street Journal, the, the headline had, The Summer Read That Predicted the College Admission Scandal. Yep. I mean, how did you yeah. feel about that all happening as your book is coming out? Well, it was absolutely nuts because I was, um, I was, uh, you know, there were advanced copies of the thing going around when that story broke. And my, uh, it was my father-in-law who emailed me and he said, hey, I think this is a sequel to The Gifted School. And I opened up the story and, you know, I realized um, right away that the the kind of parental behavior that I had talked about, that, that I had imagined in The Gifted School in the novel, you know, these parents, um, you know, fudging with their kids' IQ scores, trying to get extra time, um, uh, cheating a little bit, you know, was nothing compared to what, uh, you know, what the parents were doing in the college admission scandal. So it was almost as if, uh, you know, the headlines had outpaced the satire in the book. Um, but those are the, you know, similar kinds of, of parenting, maybe mistakes, you know, people who are, who are doing things, you know, making huge, huge errors in their, in their parenting. Um, but it's also, you know, those those parents were doing it, uh, you know, out of ambition, but of course also out of concern for their kids, trying to push them. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Okay, hi, Bruce. Um, I'm thinking. Hello. First of all, are you a parent? 
Yes. You are. Okay. Because I was wondering, you know, because you do two historical fiction books and then you turn to this. What prompted you to even get this idea? Well, actually, funnily, I, I um, my historical novels were, were the ones that I published first, but they weren't the ones that I wrote first. Oh, okay. Um, in the gifted school, I started this, I, it must have been 10, 12 years ago when I lived in Boulder, Colorado. Um, and that's kind of the reimagined setting sure. of, um, which this is Crystal, Colorado in the novel. So, so it was actually, this was the, one of the first novels that I, that I started. Um, and it was, what, what got me into it, I think, was the kind of hyper-competitive parenting culture in, in Boulder. And, uh, um, you know, every, everything's, uh, you know, pitting one kid against another, um, starting as early as, as, as birth, you know, the moment when, when you get your APGAR score in the, in the delivery room, mm-hmm. um, and, and parents even compare that. So I was really interested in that. You know, I spent two years in, um, Minneapolis, um, actually doing an MA at the University of Minnesota. It was before, way before I had kids, but, um, you know, there are some neighborhoods there that are a little bit like, um, yes. like Crystal, I think. Yeah, we, we I know what you're talking everywhere. about. And what I think, both Julie and I really enjoyed about how juicy and compulsively readable the book is, is that because it's seen through the lens of everyone the, for, you know, the families, the the friends, yeah. the girlfriends, you know, their husbands or their divorce, their kids. I mean, I had to look. I mean, I. I was like, "Are you? Are we sure a guy wrote this?" I just we were shocked. <laughs> believe it because you can't. I, I don't know why this would surprise me, but you capture the women, the kids, the angst the, of everybody, everybody, the divorce. You know how that affected. You know the the. I don't know. Your voice just has a, I guess, a gentleness or something that I just wouldn't. It's sexist of me to say. Yeah. I can't even believe I'm admitting it. What can I say? It's okay, I'm not offended. Okay, yeah. good. But, but, <laughs> but it's such a compelling read. And in like you said, Lori, the friendships and, and you know, the, how they started so young and and what happens when someone finally gets my kids gifted. And, and I remember when this happened in my life and you're like, oh, gosh, I got to catch up or what am I doing wrong? Yeah. You know, you just exactly have that weird. Yeah. You know, and I like that you too. That you also gave the story. You gave a voice to the family that lives, you know, in the like trailer park that are from a low right. income. Uh, the mom yeah, is yeah. a ha- cleans houses. And I loved that, and I loved the grandmother's voice and thought as she's looking at a really smart grandson. I mean, I just it just felt I don't know. It I, feels I very like, real. I feel like Hollywood is buying this book from you, Bruce. And I just want to we want to know is it miniseries or movie <laughs> well we don't quite know yet they're hoping for for a you know multi-season series um but we're still it's been optioned by universal um nbc universal but we're still a ways from that but it, it's thrilling to hear you say this because you know i really wanted to write a novel that was told from a lot of different points of view um without being overwhelming that was told from the points of view of people in different generations mm-hmm, yes. different socioeconomic levels different kind of Sexist. national backgrounds and yeah. you know that and I, I grew up reading a lot of um Charles Dickens and this isn't you know this isn't a huge nineteenth century novel but it's in in some ways that's that's one of the inspirations is you know seeing things through through many different prisms in order to get a more accurate view of the whole. Yep. It's so good. What is, it, what is one of the things that people have said to you at your book signings? What's one of the common? Do they always want to ask <laughs> you why are parents so determined to have gifted children or have we already asked the question? Well, really, one of the things that people want to talk about the most 
is their own gifted children. Oh, and they want to, you know, they want to, they want to stand and say, but it's not, not in a braggy way. You mm-hmm. know, people, often people have deep concerns about this and the book is not, you know, against gifted education. Right. No, the book right. is kind of, you know, and all these Facebook spats that people have yeah. and all these arguments and editorials, you know, people are actually having a cultural argument within the novel. And that's one of the things I wanted to do is kind of provoke that sort of discussion um, so that people could really identify and kind of find themselves in the novel because, you know, all parents make these kinds of mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the book I hope is, forgiving on some level of almost any any level of mistake yeah you know and i do think there's a bit of that to it that there's a um you know when i think of rose and i just think of wow what she did and and how it's how far people go you can see why they go there in your book you can feel Mm -hmm. empathy for them in your book, it was just... Yeah. I love the teenagers. We loved it. I the loved, teenagers I, and the social media, that naughty one. Tessa, I mean, yeah. Oh, I like Tessa, that, yeah, that yeah. whole storyline. I it's can just so see good, it happening. And <laughs> it's such a great yeah, book. It was fun to write those. You know, it was really, um, again, the, the, the multi-generational thing, getting that voice. I, I, I watched a lot of vlogs, for sure, and you I'm not did. really a, a big YouTube watcher, but... Um, you know, the, the the research. So much of the research for this novel was just about listening, listening to different voices. Well, we want people to know whose voice they're hearing. It's Bruce Halsinger, and the book is The Gifted School, and it's a delicious, fast-paced read. And I love the f- hearing the voice of the men. Yeah, that mm. was good. Mm-hmm. You mean Beck? Beck, Beck, uh, Beck and Beck, Beck in his yeah. struggles. Yeah, I loved. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah, Beck has a lot of struggles. He's, yeah. uh, you know, he's he's a well-meaning but kind of messed up, you know, Bernie bro who drives around an Audi. <laughs> yeah, and, I just uh, loved reading about him. <laughs> he got he got rid of the the great wife he didn't know he had yeah. to get married to the yeah, younger exactly, one and exactly. just oh brother. Yeah, who would divorce her? That's yeah, those are the questions you have to ask about about Beck. <laughs> Bruce, will you be coming to the Twin Cities at all anytime soon, or are you kind of over you know, and done? I think there's a possibility that I'm uh, maybe at the, the Minnesota Book Fair. Is that in the spring? No. Yes. Wait, well, I don't know I, when it is. Book, I don't know. Well, there's a book fair coming yeah, up, I, I, that, but you would know. There is one in the spring at the fair, I think, or something. There's yeah. a, one that's yeah. coming up. All right. Well, Bruce, we're going to keep our eye on you. I Also, we like your Twitter account. We like what you have to say on Bruce Holsinger. Okay. <laughs> and the book well, is... Back at you. Yeah, the book is called The Gifted School, and uh, it's just a five-star book from us. It's I mean, so just, great. We enjoyed it so, so much, and I don't know how we heard about Thank it. You. Maybe People Magazine? Yeah, that's probably right. I mean, but, I think that they picked it, and or it was Donnie, who's was our producer. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got a good picker. Uh, Donnie, yeah, did you. you tell Bruce what you told us off I did. Air? I okay. shared with Bruce. Yeah. Yeah, about Stuyvesant, yes. Bruce, yeah, but, yes, yeah, I, did, I did share that news okay. with him. Bruce, yeah. what was the last great book you've read? Oh, I have um, I've read so many. I'm reading one right now by um, by Brandon Taylor called Real Life. I'm reading it in an advanced copy, and it's just just wonderful. Brandon um, it, Taylor it deals with Brandon Taylor. Okay. It deals with um, with race and education and science and and friendship and um, and love. It's just a, a beautiful book. Oh, I think it comes out in January or February. All right, cool. Thanks for the heads up on that, and thank you for being on our show. An absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank All right. you. All we right. have a couple copies of the yes, book to do. give away. 651-641-1071.